Welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmerville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. It's a hot day in Los Angeles. Oh, it was a scorcher. Woo. Man. I was inside in air conditioning, so it was not as bad for me. Technically, you're inside in air conditioning right now and you're sweating <laughs> bullets. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that. You didn't at home. But yeah, I'm sweating a lot right now. Yeah. Let's uh, put this on our mixtape for when we try out for drive time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Skeeter in the news. How much is Joel sweating? Oh, right. man, is it a hot one today? We got Ooh. 86 degrees downtown, 89 at <laughs> the airport, and 110 in the valley. I gotta say, it's funny because I was watching, and don't interrupt me, but I was watching the Vuelta España. Interrupt. <laughs> It was a mountain stage, and there was a storm in the middle of it, and they lost all of their satellite camera feed from the motorbikes in the way. So they just had footage of the finish line as it rained for about 10 or 15 minutes. I was playing Super Smash Brothers this weekend, and I also played the mountain stage. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the ice climbers level. But, it's a sports comedy podcast. Yeah. Joel and I know a fair amount about sports. Phil, yep. not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Impressive comedians little. living yeah. in Los Angeles yeah. from Michigan originally. Yeah, we got other jobs, but you know, comedians <laughs> at heart. And I don't think you care about the other jobs. No, I don't think you want to hear about yeah. them. But we're all excited. I have, I have football fever. Joel, you Ooh. got football fever? I think I do. That's probably why I'm sweating Phil, this Phil, do you have football fever? I have lupus. What's the closest <laughs> thing to football fever what 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 are there any symptoms that you get from America turning its attention to football? Yeah, I, well, it's fun when everybody's watching the Lions games at Boardwalk Eleven, and I'm not doing anything, and I'm like, I'll drop by, which you've done like three times in the last once five years. a season. I would. Oh say. yeah, you know yeah. what? That's fair. Yeah. So so I don't even so do that just anymore. that. Yeah, because that's the only thing like, that changes in terms. I of I get your to have life. a beer in the middle of the day and see a lot of friends at once. That's so fun. that's nice. Boy, when you describe it that way, it's pretty nice. Yeah, that's it's my I was like, answer. I wasn't like making any of our wives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, always focusing on the football game, and I have a lot of really bad memories. Oh, sure. Eleven. They're Sunday not mornings. a great team. No, even Phil knows that. He's the sports outsider. Well, sure. today we have on uh, someone that knows a bit about your industry, Phil Nat Spigman. Yeah, he's a, a digital. Uh, he's a founder CEO. He's an entrepreneur. Clune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm always wondering. I mean, do you hear a lot about Nat Spigman? You know, outside the podcast. Like I mean, every time you open up a Wired magazine, you're going to hear about Clune and Nat Spigman. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's on a lot, and I got to say, he doesn't. Uh, he um. I don't know quite how to say this, but he uh, uh, he it doesn't seem like a person who'd run a company of that size. He does, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, usually sports related, he'll do a rip from the headline startup idea. Yeah, generally. I believe, I, yeah, I believe it's yep. something to do with uh, actually our, our update watch update. Mm-hmm. We got a news, news, news. Goddamn right we do. Do we have a wide world of weird sports? Uh, well, let's see, <laughs> Phil. Do we? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe do we? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you're goddamn right we do. But first, LeBron James update, watch update. LeBron James update, watch update brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors. <laughs> today. Today, today, today. Taco Tuesday all day long. Taco Tuesday taco song. I say tacos, you say please. Tacos, please. please. Tacos, please. please. I say beans, you say cheese. Beans, cheese. cheese. Beans, cheese. cheese. Guacamole, we all scream. I say sour, you say cream. Sour, cream. cream. Sour, cream. cream. Taco Tuesday song is done. Taco Tuesday, everyone. Ah, is that an original composition? Because that's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yes, I it is. It. 
LeBron James files trademark for Taco Tuesday. What? That's right. Subheadline from the people who brought you the decision. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Do you okay. remember that? Was Bill that? Was, that, that, was, was, that was when he left Cleveland. They rented an hour on ESPN, and they called it the decision, and they did it at a boys and girls club in Cleveland. Then LeBron James gave Cleveland the double middle finger and said he was going to Miami. Ooh. It was why there was gambling markets on this, and yeah. as soon as they scheduled this uh, show, everyone's like, oh, he's staying in Cleveland. And like right. the odd shift and everything. He's like, he wouldn't go to a boys and girls club in inner city Cleveland sure. to then say, Peace. But, but he a, did. That's exactly what he did. I mean, yeah. So uh, I, I didn't know this, but if you follow LeBron James on social media, you might know this, Phil. Mm-hmm. Do you know this? He loves Taco Tuesday. I did not know that, no. Okay. I do not follow him on social media, and I follow like 20,000 people. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what a unique thing about LeBron James. Oh, who could imagine? <laughs> so he has this embarrassing dad joke kind of thing that has become a meme through his commitment to the bit and the fact that he's LeBron James. Sure. Okay. Okay. Like, you know when the cool kids in high school would come up with a dumb joke or catchphrase that would somehow catch on, but it was not actually funny? Right. Generously, that's what it feels like. And like a lot of jokes that caught on in suburban high schools, it feels kind of borderline racist. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So how could Taco Tuesday, something beloved by all peoples, uh, be perceived as racist? Well, as with everything, it's in the delivery. Mm -hmm. (laughs) LeBron James has these Instagram videos. Where it's basically him yelling, uh, well, sometimes he'll start out with something like uh, talking about his day, and uh, it'll be like really boring, and then he goes, psych, it's Taco Tuesday, and he says it in this voice that's like like halfway between a really bad Muppet voice Mm -hmm. and a stereotypical Mexican voice. Oh no, LeBron saying it's so... And it's clear he's shifted towards, when he's putting the videos online, the really bad Muppet voice. Oh yeah. Okay? But then he has his kids... Also, he goes, hey, what day is it? To all the kids around the table and makes them each say Taco Tuesday. And all of their Taco Tuesdays are in the Mexican stereotype voice. Uh, so that so, means he's probably saying it that way when the cameras aren't rolling. Yeah. And yeah. then he's the way you said it, Jordan, sounded a lot like Oprah. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, look I, under I, your I chairs. There's a taco. <laughs> Everyone taco. gets tacos. Oh, like taco the meme. Bees, bees, bees. I love that one. It's a great <laughs> meme. Uh, but then he also, at the end of everyone, he often does the <laughs> kind of scream, yeah, right? that's a tougher one. Okay, so he does Well, this- in- that's a thing. No, it's definitely a thing. Right. It's still tough. Anyway, okay. he's been doing enough. this a while, and like I said, he's either he either starts out by exclaiming it's Taco Tuesday or doing some sort of psych out yeah. where it's not Taco Tuesday and it has this really weird voice. Mm-hmm. Then he goes around the table and makes the kids say it. Yeah. Why would he psych people out about Taco Tuesday? <laughs> I don't know. I might have just completely reversed my opinion it's on like, LeBron James. Like I said, watch them. They're really not funny. It's so To me, it's like, cool kid learns joke. Yeah. Uh, beats it to death, doesn't know how to deliver it. Yeah. Well, he is a jock. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of uh, one of his many shell companies, LBJ Trademarks LLC, submitted oh, the necessary no. paperwork. I didn't know the- he was a big fan of... <laughs> Oh, yeah. One of America's finest presidents? He's Ooh. halfway through those guys, that guy's series of books. Lyndon Baines Johnson? <laughs> Robert Caro! That's One it. of my favorite authors. <laughs> Such a surprise. <laughs> it's a broad array of potential business ventures, okay? A source yeah. told ESPN that James has no specific plans for any ventures using the term, but wanted to keep his options open. So according to the document, these options include downloadable videos, podcasts, marketing, blogging, online entertainment services... 
mm-hmm. namely providing a website featuring non-downloadable videos and social media posts cool. in the field of sports, entertainment, current events, and popular culture. Ooh, you know what he should but have included? Not, is, no, there's nothing to do with the food. Yeah, theme or, night at a sports bar. Or calendars. <laughs> nothing to do with calendars. Nothing to do with calendars. Ooh, nothing to do with tacos like a taco of the month. Yeah. Here's an Al Pastor with chopped onion and a red Ooh. salsa. Sold. <laughs> I like that. I like the crossover with the Pinterest. Joel, you Put this write tongue menus. on your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, here's the thing. His, this might be hard. Because yeah. there's a bunch of people who have applied for this trademark. I believe it. In fact, there's a restaurant chain named Taco John's. Corporate office in Wyoming has had a trademark <laughs> on the term Taco Tuesday for restaurant services as far back as 1989. And they've been very litigious about enforcing Really? This. Yes. But I've had Taco Tuesday at lots of establishments. Well, they here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize this, but tacos were invented in Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. The Taco Tuesday goes all the way back to the first taco. Well, they, here's the thing. The rest of America was doing a Taco Wednesday thing. Oh. And it was Wyoming that was like, I feel like you guys are missing yeah, something. Wyoming's like, the only in the one that was like, like, why don't we do this on a Tuesday? <laughs> you remember in eighth grade literature, it we learned about alliterations? I like yeah. alliteration. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically they have Montana actually... tried Taco Thursday, which was close, but not quite there. Yeah, really close. <laughs> it was a slant alliteration. Yeah, right? which is not the same. No, it's not the same. But basically, they have actually been very litigious in enforcing this. And, uh, however, uh, some, some brand experts have said the, the, phrase, the phrase is at risk of genericide. <gasps> there we go. It should yeah. be. Everybody does Taco Tuesday. In which the process, this is the process by which a brand name loses trademark rights when it becomes the generic word. Oh, like Kleenex. Uh, even even escalator. Oh, right. Aspirin. Band-Aid. Thermos. Oh, my God. Thermos. Mm. I didn't know Thermos. And Thanos. Dra- yeah. <laughs> Theranos? That, yeah. Wait, <laughs> which one? Oh, both. Uh, Than- Thanos, or Theranos is the one that killed half of the universe, and oh. Thanos is the libertarian. <laughs> no, what about the blood? Uh... Yeah, Theranos. Okay, Theranos. It's the one that killed half the population. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I had it. No, they didn't kill anybody. They just stole they their just money. Tried. <laughs> they just gave them bad diagnoses. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's it's that's what it is. It's it's he's taking Taco Tuesday. I don't know what he's doing with it. Feels kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. Thanos you, Thursdays. You've already paid the retainer. I mean, you gotta make those guys go do something. <laughs> LeBron James update, watch update. LeBron James update, watch update. Brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors. (laughs) News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. Moose finds its way onto a football field at University of North Dakota. What? Gibba, gibba, what? <laughs> it's the opening of Northern Exposure. This comes from uh, Grand, Grand Forks, uh, North Dakota, where there's great folks. Mm-hmm. A female moose looked like she was trying out for running. Oh, by the way, this is the AP recap. Oh, yeah. I want to just say. Sounds like it. A female moose looked like she was trying out for running back as she loped across the practice field at University of North Dakota. (laughs) That's all we need to know, right? I got the image. Okay, okay. Very hard to tackle, I imagine. They're very large and dangerous because they're large. Right. At around, I want to say it was like age 9 or 10, I had a moose walk by me on Isle Royale, Michigan. Uh Uh-huh. And I have never been next to a living thing that was quite so enormous at that distance. It what, was like you were never that away. close to your mama? 
predictability. She's in town this next weekend, by the way. I was going to invite you to dinner. Oh, say but, hi to her. Uh, oh, I'm not going to now. Uh, so uh, if you have one, to, if you're going to invite her to dinner, you better get out the troughs. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh. Just stop, Phil. Just right. stop. You know, I yeah. shouldn't have said this was morning radio before yeah. the segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like you leaned in maybe in, too in hard. Fairness, in fairness, just stop is what everybody says when Joel's mom goes to the old country buffet. <laughs> All right, all right. No, I just want to agree with Joel. One time I was at Yellowstone and I went out for a jog. And yeah. it was like, I was like 14, went out for yeah. a jog, coming back from a jog, you know, when you maybe do a few wind sprints. Sure. You know? yeah. And then uh, you're just walking back and I saw a moose and it was just like, because you know how like horses are large, but they're not scary large. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mooses are scary large. Mooses yeah. is like, mooses. Meese. 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 Yeah. Are like horses that are so large. And just girthy. They're two like, or three, two or three feet taller yeah. than the tallest horse you've ever encountered in it your entire life. It just looks like something you don't want to mess. That's with. That's why I mean, yeah. they're the third most deadly animal in national parks, uh, doing no small part to the fact that if you hit a moose with a car, like you hit a deer, you get most of the body with a grill. Right. You hit a moose, you take its legs out, and it goes through the windshield and oh, crushes sure, the people in the car. Yeah. Now, uh, can we play the feud for the top two? Oh, oh, sure. I already Go know for it. the top two. <laughs> my left fist and my right fist. Phil's wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. Pumville family has a chance to steal. I'm right. going with bears. What kind of bear? I'm going to have to ask you to be more specific. Uh, I'm going to go with grizzly. Grizzly is number one by far. So number two, brown bear? Mm, incorrect. Black bear? Incorrect. Deer? Uh, snake? Incorrect. Here's the thing. You Elk. Gotta, you got to think about... What national park do you think gets the most stupid tourists, and what's the most dangerous animal in that national Lava park? Lava monster! Nope. <laughs> After the grizzly. <laughs> uh, ooh, I, uh, shoot. Uh, buffalo? Bison. Uh, because yeah. people go to Yellowstone, and they send their kids to put their arm around the buffalo no, and take do, a picture. No, don't, don't do no, that. Don't do Speaking that. of scary large things, oh, you a know, buffalo whatever. steps... One place wrong, and it kills a toddler. I'll and that this, happens more often than you'd think. Not as menacing looking as a moose, though. Right. Say. Fair enough. I don't think because anyone would make that docile. mistake with a moose, but they are definitely that dangerous. So, all right. I'm th- sorry. What were we talking there about? There actually is more to this story. <laughs> <Sure>. Yeah. <laughs> At least three paragraphs. <laughs> University spokesperson David Dodd says the moose wandered into Grand Forks <laughs> overnight. <laughs> And like so huh. many passersby, found its way onto Old Memorial Stadium <laughs> on sure. campus Tuesday morning. Dobie says, or Dodd, sorry, Dobie, <laughs> Dobie Gillis. No, uh, Dodd says all the gates have been shut and the animal is being confined to the practice field until the moose can be released safety. University of North Dakota police tweeted out a video of the moose running on the practice field with the text, hashtag moose update. The mm. moose is lying down taking its typical midday college nap. <laughs> Yeah. We are still asking everyone to avoid the area so that the moose doesn't become stressed or panicked. Sure. <laughs> Hashtag best cops around. Hashtag moose watch 2019. Oh, of course, the millennial moose needs to have their safe space. <laughs> Every Everyone who runs social media accounts in and around North Dakota... <laughs> Really lucked out in this yeah. one. They well, finally got their chance. Well, to I shine. think I think North Dakota University of North Dakota Police clearly has a someone some savvy millennial running their social yeah, media oh, campaign. Sure, yeah. This would be und. Oh yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> but in the meantime, North Dakota football players are practicing next door. 
because they can't use the practice field. Well, yeah, there's a moose there for the for Saturday's game. I mean, great way to prepare for that bulky tailback you're going to face on Saturday. Sure. <laughs> so this is the only press that this that uh, this that North Dakota has gotten this week. <coughs> However, well, North University of North Dakota. However, this is their big rivalry week. They're playing North Dakota State what? in Fargo oh, no. at the Fargo Dome. And I, I know the it's going to The Fargo like, Dome is the preeminent football space in the state of North Dakota. Yeah. And Joel's only half joking because it is. <laughs> right. And game day's been there. And this is because they're Division Two. This is their biggest game of the year. This wow, North Dakota sure. State is like a powerhouse D2 program. Oh, that's right. They or are. FCS. I'm not sure which one it is, if they're D2 or D1AA. Anyway, yeah. this is their big game. The only press that this matchup has gotten in the past week is Moose on the practice field. Oh. <laughs> and whoever loses the game in Fargo gets put through a wood chipper. Joining us now on the podcast is uh, Clune founder and many other titles, Nat Spick. Hey guys, it's me, founder, CEO, CFO, CBO, CSO, head of janitorial services at Clune. Nat, it has been a while Nat's since Pigman. It's sorry. Nat, it has been a while since we've had you on. It's been a while since we talked to you. It's How been are a while. You? I have been rolling in dough lately. Yeah, I read oh. this morning you guys had just pivoted to VR. We pivoted to VR for a little while. Yep. Built some great experiences. They're not called videos. All right. Because you're a part of it. And oh so, wow. Oh, see, see, I love that sort of thing. Yeah. And are you here to talk about your The your VR, VR experience I had was called White Room. Oh, okay. Well, you get inside, you just see white in all directions. Okay. Really makes you think, doesn't it? I would have called about it. society. I would have called it Blizzard. Nat, but- this feels a lot like a, a video art installation and less like a viable business well, model. Well, that's why talk. we pivoted. Okay. All right. It got great traction, some excellent write-ups in Wired. The, the publication of note. A favorable yeah. view in the arts <laughs> yeah. and books section of the LA Times. Exactly. Yep, there you go. And now, after hearing about LeBron James trying to copyright Taco Tuesday, it gave me a great idea, and I created Clune Trademark Holdings. Okay. That's so- right. I've got a robot who's drilling through every menu in the United States to find all the things I can copyright. This actually sounds like the best idea I've heard from Nat Spigman right. the entire time. I don't time know. He's Nat's had there. some good ideas. No, I think no, execution I mean, has been uh, the issue. Uh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> that's, I really I hate when you do this. I'm, <laughs> that's right. I'm a step ahead of LeBron James. He can't drive to the lane on me. So really sounds like you're a step behind LeBron James. Well, I want to ask you about this. So it's, this is like an algorithm that you created to just sort through all of the digital menus looking for things you can copyright? Yep, that's right. I got an intern whose name is Algorithm. That's what I call him. And that guy goes through all the menus on Open Table and then figures out everything I can trademark. Well, like, okay. So I call it, him a product. Okay, but <laughs> but he's an, he's an actual product person is he's that? a human but oh. if you pretend he's a robot he kind of acts like one i mean this is actually the only other employee than nat spigman for clune that i think we've ever heard about so yeah well currently i feel like clune has fluctuated it's i feel like clune is a little like pied piper in silicon valley I've in my scaled head up. <laughs> it's gone there's yeah. been peaks and valleys I've scaled up i've downsized that's what good ceo cfo cbo cso's and head of janitorials do <laughs> So what have you? So obviously LeBron seemingly cornered the market on Taco Tuesday so much that he can. Yeah. What have you found that you're looking to copyright? I've got a perfect one that I just found today through my buddy Al, who is definitely a paid employee. 
That's right. Tech, say hello to Shabu Shabu Wednesdays. Oh, like the Japanese hot pot. Yeah. Oh, take, Japanese oh, hot thin pot. Cuts thin cuts of meat. Cuts of meat. Oh, shabu the Shabu Wednesdays. Yeah. There's alliteration in there. Is the there? word Shabu and Shabu. Right. <laughs> so you know, it's just like Taco Tuesday. It's just uh, as catchy. But I think it's the alliteration with the actual day. Do you know what the fastest growing food in North America is, Joel? What's that, Nat? I mean, it's tacos, but Shabu Shabu's <laughs> going to be on that list somewhere. Definitely on the list. I, I don't know. I mean, it it's like the third most popular Japanese cuisine that I can think of. Oh, yeah. Well, so it's pay, I feel it's like you're making his point you're for me, You're making my point for me. Right, but it would it would also seem like, I mean, having I, a lot has changed since I lived in, you know, middle America, but I do feel like ramen shops would be a, a, a gay, like a hit. I, only, I didn't have them until I was out here in L.A. Yeah, but it's not ramen ramen. It's shabu shabu. I feel like you're missing this, Joel. <laughs> yeah. Right, but why not just have uh, ramen ramen Fridays? Because that's not what it's called. But, Joel, so Nat, there's so <laughs> many others that I found. I wanna, we really hung on the shabu shabu Wednesdays. Okay, lot. so what else? Although that <laughs> is a billion dollar valuation deal. So that has been submitted to the U.S. trademark. That's and been patent submitted. Novel. They laughed a little bit. Uh, again, but I still I, think. I, I really you know like what? It's... Who else people laughed at? Tim Cook at Apple when he took over Apple and then didn't do anything with it. No, he increased profitability and continued to grow. Yeah, but the first generation way. iPad was better. <laughs> <laughs> if they put me in charge of Apple, they'd have a hundred percent market share, baby. All right, Nat. So right. what else has have you found that you're looking to trademark? Turns out, I'm about to blow your mind. Please. Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity has been trademarked. Yep. So I'm going with Rudy Rudy Fresh and Vegetably. And this is the dish at IHOP. At IHOP. And people love the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. So I'm going to do the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Vegetably. You know why? Health conscious. Uh, but are, are they still going to love it? If it's vegetables? Uh, well, the trademark office thought I had a chance at this one. <laughs> so let me, so here's my big follow-up walk, question. No, 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 Jordan, walk me through this, this waffle, as it were. Is it pancakes, yep. waffle? What, what is the I think you're, I think you're, you're jumping the gun, Joel, because my yeah. question is, LeBron James is copywriting Taco Tuesday without a food product. I was going to ask you, what is your angle <laughs> for copywriting? That's Shabu, what I was Shabu waiting Wayne for Wednesdays people to ask me. And Rudy Tootie, <laughs> fresh and vegetably. Are, I mean, here's the thing. I don't even know if they're making a food product, Joel. No, you, you are, I appreciate you are correct, your asking. I'm, I'm not really a sorry. chef. I'm a tech expert. <laughs> so what I'm doing with my Shabu Shabu Wednesdays is a Candy Crush style game that you can only play on Wednesday. And everything is ingredients in Shabu Shabu. Oh, I can imagine the meats in the pot and you yeah. have to line things you up. You got to line up three and then they disappear. Oh, man. How many levels do you think you'll have? Well, right now I'm working on the first one. <laughs> I mean, I'm more interested in this than well, I am in Candy Crush. When I say I'm working say on it, Al's researching how to make iPhone <laughs> games. I'm My getting, definitely paid employee. I, I'm, I'm getting more and more worried that Al is, in fact, an actual person, and that's, he that's is. really troubling. He's an actual person who's definitely a paid employee. Right. I feel like you're but emphasizing that a little too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why Rudy Tootie Fresh and Vegetably... That's my next level concept. What it's a weight loss program. Oh, that's right. I like this. I like this. Where all you do is eat vegetables and you fart. You toot and you vegetably. 
And are people like rooting you on for eating healthy? Yeah. That makes sense. They're getting so, fresh. I'm sorry. Is this an app then or what is this? Oh, no. This is really more of a lifestyle. Think of it. <laughs> the best. I'd say the best. Compar- you know Tim Ferriss's four-hour body? Well, of course I do. Hit book. This is kind of like that, except it's really just more of a statement. <laughs> Eat vegetables and fart more. You'll feel better. How I mean, do you he's s- not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> How do you see yourself monetizing this? That's the greatest part. Once you're a lifestyle, you can be a lifestyle brand. Looking at t-shirts, oh. looking at hats, looking at grill mitts. Oh. I might even grow my own strains of asparagus. I'd rather burn my hands than wear that grill mitt. Yeah, you will. Because the grill mitts not going to be made somewhere where I'm not going to get a huge margin. Yeah, okay. All so, right. uh, okay, so okay, I, I, I've been walked through those first couple. What has there been any other things that you found? Tons of other things, Jordan. First of all, have you ever heard of a California roll? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of sushi, Joel. Have you ever heard of a California roll? Absolutely, I it's love sushi. Sushi adjacent. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever heard of a Venezuela roll? No, that's because it doesn't exist. But it's drafting on the popularity. The California roll. Turns out a lot of other location <laughs> rolls are taken. <laughs> Venezuela roll, not trademarked yet. But that's, in, that's interesting because Ven- Venezuela is at least next to an ocean. It's next to an ocean. I mean, I would think that the, the so is California. Roll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You were yeah, talking, okay. In terms of what you wanted to go with. This is okay. the great thing. It's not sushi. What is it? The Venezuela rolls is the dance move of the future. Because I was, I was really, I've heard about a Venezuelan hot yep. dog, which involves crushed potato chips and sounded delicious. Oh, but. yeah. I'm starting an entire web series on Clunetube that's going to be teaching you how to do the Venezuela roll. Oh, is this going to be like... Miley Cyrus learns it. You're like the backpack kid in the Katy Perry video that okay. starts doing Quick the Fortnite dance. Nat, were any Venezuelans involved in the creation of the dance? There's no need. <laughs> it's a wasted middleman. <laughs> I've got the brand. I came up with the dance. Coming up with the dance is easy. All you do is get in front of a mirror and move your body until something catches. So you essentially just p- plucked some country out of the... It's something I could trademark. Okay. Keep up, Joel. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm there. I got okay. you. Okay. I actually think this one has legs. Right. <laughs> At least for a so couple of weeks. As the dance picks up, so will Clunetube. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, it's just a Squarespace site with YouTube embeds, but it's called Cluntube. <laughs> good for branding. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that, that one feels pretty good. Yeah. Are there any others that you've been working on here? Uh, how about I just roll through a bunch of them okay, for you? Please. Okay, please. Yeah, this is going to be easy. You heard ice cream before? Yeah. Have you heard of hot cream? No. You will very soon. I mean, every time I make Alfredo sauce. Yeah. yeah. Well, have have you heard of... Frozen pizzas? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of rotten pizza? <laughs> no. It's going to be, it's going to take over the country pretty soon. And again, is that a food? No, it's not. None of these are foods. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it's You're thinking fine. inside the box, Jordan. Right. Yeah. The food box. Rotten pizza seems like some sort of sexual thing Fred Brothers would talk about. Hey, did you come up with the idea or not come <laughs> up with sorry, the idea? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, you know what? There's a thing that you, you might find in Chipotle. It's called soy rizo. Right, yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of soy Cheetos? No. Yeah, you will. 
Those pretty soon vegetarian. brought to you by Clune. It's <laughs> not a food product, Joel. I don't know why this is so complicated. Isn't Cheetos already trademarked? I'm getting confused. Well, these are soy. Soy Cheeto. Oh. S-O-Y-C-H-I-T-O. So as long as soy there's no Cheeto. space, you think you're okay. I'm fine. <laughs> He's got yeah. a kid working on this. LeBron Ouch. James is trademarking Taco Tuesday. I can take soy Cheeto. That's a fair point. I can't yeah. argue with that. Yeah. And uh, have you have you heard of uh, Wingstop? Yep. Well, I'm trademarking diarrhea. <laughs> You're just trademarking diarrhea? Just the, yep, diarrhea. That's exactly what it sounds like. Every time somebody commits an act of diarrhea, got to throw some money in the pot. So you know, wait, you I'm, said Wingstop, I'm going and to be I had very litigious. I had four different guesses as to which one it was going to be, and that was not one of them. Yeah, next level. I thought it was going to be like poulet arrête. No, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be wing go. Every time somebody diarrheas, my lawyer, who happens to be Al, <laughs> is going to be knocking on the door. Definitely paid. So this feels more like like patent squatting than actually you inventing a new product. Squatting is right. You used a catch word there, Jordan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Yep. So right. I'm going to about to be rich. Thanks, uh, LeBron. I was going to say, what is the current valuation of Clune before, before you go? Oh, it's at least $6 trillion on paper. Boy, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. That's true. And if there's any buyers out there, reach out to me, natspigman at squarespace.clunetube.com. All right. Well, thank- direct sales. From the company that's six times as valuable as Apple. Exactly. Thank you, Nat. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. That's why weird sports. That's why weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we have on this particular week? Are you ready for two-parter? Oh crap! I Are don't we? Know, am I? This is a very special one. I need to go one. to the bathroom first. Ooh, it's a very special one. It's written on thebleacherreport.com on February 4th, 2014. This is the best hecklers in sports. Wow. First of all, and I, I suppose we'll tell this in the next one, but Jordan is number one, and a lot of people don't know this, and it's bullcrap. I think I actually think we've told this story in the podcast. Oh, we yeah. probably have, yeah. I but we'll recap it next episode, everybody <laughs> listening. <laughs> There's a right way and a wrong way to go about heckling. You keep it clean, creative, above all else. You strike while the iron is still smoking. I agree with creative. I don't, I yeah. don't agree with clean per se. Yeah, uh, no. I, I kind of think there's a cleanliness element. I think the less the curse cleaner, words, the better. Yeah. But if you got to... Nah. It's problem is people use it as a crutch. Right. Yeah. No, that that's where if I If really... you have a creative one where a, a well-thrown-in F word is going to elevate it. There we go. That's yeah. all you do saying. it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The following are some of the finest distractors, trash talkers, and verbal assassins in the game. They right. know what they're doing, and one way or another, they'll get a rise out of you. All right. I already know what I think number one should be, considering the fact that Bleacher Report is not familiar with Jordan Palmaville. Oh, sure. Thank you, Joe. So, well, let's start. The Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. Yep, that's right. Golf is not an ideal sport for heckling. The constant hush, stern crowd conduct rules and vigilant officials make sure anyone who makes a peep is removed from the premises and beaten with large saps in the parking lot. I don't think that's true. I think oh, it's shaking. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Am I boring you, John? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, they're, they're golf courses, so probably just the people of ethnicities that yep. they're not comfortable yeah. with. Not all heckling is verbal, Catholics, however. They, they, never get, they never get in past the parking lot. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fair point. True. Not all heckling is verbal, however, as Arizona Diamondbacks second baseman Aaron Hill found out during the 2014 Phoenix Open. 
Hill was playing the pro-am portion of the tournament with American golf pro Billy Horschel when a group of Diamondback teammates arrived at the course raving, waving giant fat head posters featuring Hill's face. <laughs> Happy Gilmore moment. This feels good. Yeah. Yep, I like that. I Josh like that. Cole mentor Patrick Corbin, Eric Chavez, and Charles Brewster were the perpetrators of the show of support, in quotes, and proceeded to follow the pair around the course, holding up the freakishly large distractions, one of them <laughs> featuring a nose ring and an eye patch every time Hill attempted a shot. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yep. How does that last? <laughs> yep. Second one here, Duke Speedo Guy. Oh, I think I need to hear about this. Yeah. Yeah. Legend myth, torchbearer of the art of fleshy distraction. Joel, fleshy distraction. I'm familiar. Yeah. Duke Speedo Guy is all things, but at his core, he was a heckler whose brand of distraction has been oft imitated but never equaled. As someone who'd rather fall on a campfire than cheer for Duke, this is the highest praise I can offer. It's not hard to do either. The man was an institution of the moment, and his impact on the game cannot be exaggerated. Yeah. This was just a guy in a Speedo? Yeah, essentially. I watched the YouTube video. Yeah, it was was for uh, free throws, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just wearing a Speedo. Hey. Distracting. If it works. Yeah. How about number three? Belichick is owning you, guy. (laughs) I already like this one. He's never wrong. Yeah. (laughs) The highest level taunters work like snipers in the tree line. They observe the scene. (laughs) They pick out the highest value target available, and then they wait. Spouting off constantly does the opposite of proving your ability as a verbal assassin. Hecklers who go bulk over quality, Joel, are only tolerated for so long they themselves become the heckled Joel. I've made that mistake myself. I've been this guy, and the key is you need enough hits. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> in between the valleys, basically, you need just enough funny things in mm. between your drunken, just horrible ramblings. Right? Yeah, makes sense. The key to going down as heckling heroes, choosing the moment and making it count, as this one Jets fan, and I guarantee it was a Jets fan, proved his line wasn't clever, but he got in close enough to push the button on Rex Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, of course, the only heckler from the Jets would be someone heckling. His own yeah, team. That's, right. that's yeah. absolutely oh, sure. apropos. Yeah, Belichick is owning you. Robin Ficker. Yeah. Don't think we know who any of these people are. <laughs> that's fine. I'll bet you Rex Ryan's got a name for him that involves changing one letter in his last name. Oh. Hey. hey. You know how you know you've transcended the game? When the game changes itself to keep up with you. The NBA had to change its free throw rules after Wilt Chamberlain started dunking his foul shots from the charity stripe. Oh, my God. Really? I guess. I've never heard that. That is awesome. How have I never heard that fun fact? I don't know. That's what they said. But you used to be able to just be like, well, I mean, if you can just run and jump, I guess it's not against the... Like, someone had to make that against the rules. I honestly believe that Will... I mean, I don't know if he could dunk at doing, like, a standing long jump, but I'll bet he could have laid it up. My guess is you had to get a little bit of a start, and he could have done, like, a finger roll. You know, like a... That makes sense, yeah. There will be research, and we'll be back next week, guys. Well, the league also (laughs) had to adapt to Robin Ficker, the most mercilessly (laughs) effective heckler to ever attend a professional basketball game. A lifelong Washington Bullets fan. What? <laughs> they were, they're now the Wizards. Oh, yeah. okay. They changed in the mid-90s because of crime. Oh, right. Yeah. That one makes of, sense. One of the saddest phrases I've ever heard is lifelong Washington Bullets fan. <laughs> yeah. 
Ficker spent every Bullets home uh, game between the years 1985 and 1997 laying waste to the opposition from his seat behind the away team bench. He read passages seat. from players and coaches' biographies, ran oh. his mouth... <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Ran his mouth over a megaphone, which is a large <laughs> cone, and generally drove opponents crazy. The league eventually had to institute a new rule forbidding fans from engaging in verbal abuse that interferes with communication between coaches and players. That guy is my favorite fan I've ever heard. That feels like the Andy to Kaufman. To make them yeah. change the rules is what I value more than anything <laughs> oh, else. Yeah. Well, this is the last one we're going to handle today because we're through the first half. This one's titled, This Dallas Mavericks Fan. He must not have his name. Oh, it's Mark Cuban. Makes sense. (laughs) Penetrating the shell and jamming a fistful of rock salt in an open wound. That's how you crack a player. This method was used to devastating effect on Dwight Howard in 2013 by a Dallas Mavericks fan who may or may not have been an extra on Roadhouse. It's unclear what the man said, but whatever it was hit Howard's soft spot and made the big man throw the ball away. Again, that's bad in basketball. Sure. <laughs> was this on a free throw? Uh, no, it looks like he was throwing it in from out of bounds. Well, to be really clear, <laughs> was it regular season? Because who cares? Yeah, right? probably. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Was it in the last two minutes or not? It I was beat in, a guy with a basketball in a regular season. It was game. in the last three minutes. The score is 116 to 111. All right. Oh, that's, uh, that's okay. Now uh, we're yeah. talking. This is legit. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, don't know what he said? No, you can't. I've watched the YouTube thing before this, and all you do is see somebody yelling, blah, 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 and then he just throws the ball. <laughs> That's amazing. <Yeah. laughs> Again, what you say or do doesn't matter. It's getting the reaction that means everything. Well, to really quick wrap it up, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I once won the game for the Tigers. See, I by, love this story. By <laughs> relentlessly teasing John Rocker. Which was so much easier because he's a horrible racist. So you could really lean into yeah. it. Yeah, so you, you knew him inside and out. I got a reaction you be, from him. You became he him. He cursed at me before the game, and then he gave up the game-winning home I think I run. think this did this yeah. well, real quick. This yeah. does... Wh- now, what did you say to him, and what was his reaction? Because his reaction is my favorite because you can tell he's just a dumb jock. Right. right. So... I said to him, he was running around, and of course, everyone was heckling John Rocker constantly. It was just somewhat recently after the Sports Illustrated article came out where he he said a ton of racist stuff. He's on the Rangers by now, so this is well after he had lost his job with the Braves. And he's uh, he's out there, you know, he's in the bullpen, and they jog before the games. And we were there for, like, batting practice, and he's running by, and he wasn't wearing a hat. And everyone was saying things about how homophobic he was and how racist he was, and I was like... Be different. Yeah. So I said, hey, John, put a hat on. Your brain cells are escaping. Whoa. And he instantly whipped his head around and went, shut your cocksuck, you fuck. <laughs> That's a great insult. And everyone who was out in right field went, oh. <laughs> what I love about it is it's not like it's a good insult. And I like yeah. that you zigged when everyone else zagged. <laughs> yeah. But it's the fa- the reaction. Right. That it was just like that one somehow struck a nerve <laughs> with him because he's just like, yeah, I'm racist. Yeah, I'm homophobic. <laughs> oh, my brain cells aren't escaping. Right. <laughs> are you, what are you trying to say oh, about I'm my brain cells? I'm going to short circuit while I try to swear at you. That's not how Somebody's heads work. Somebody's sensitive about their intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Oh, John Rocker, you're hearing this. Your brain cells are escaping. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close in the sports. 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 
podcast. But before we go, we'd like to bring back Nat Spigman. Nat, could you give our contact information? I suppose I can. All right, this is Nat Spigman. Oh, Nat, I want to. I want to real quick while I yeah. have you. I was hoping maybe we could do some more cross promotion with Sports, the Number Three Podcast. And clone. Oh, I see. So we're doing like a crossover episode. Well, may- <laughs> I was just hoping. Well, you you're about to read our social media presence. Right. I was hoping maybe we get on the ground floor of some clone stuff. Oh, there we go. Perfect. All right. Well, in that case, yeah. So you're just gonna give me free promotion. Oh, sure. Um, y- what you're yeah. Saying. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Go to twitter.com/sportsnumber3podcast. That's twitter.com/slash. Sports number three podcast where you're going to see links to my newest app called Turkey Sandwich. <laughs> Trademark clone. You, I'm sorry, are you trademarking Turkey Sandwich? It's filed. Oh, That's right. Or right. you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. I also, while you're there, there's going to be an exciting new robot line, and it's called Frozen Yogurt. It's being promoted at every Froyo stand in America, but it's my line of robots. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. Or you can also find my newest podcast that I just released called Big Mac. Like the, like the famous cheeseburger. No, it's spelled way differently. How differently could it be spelled? Trademarked. <laughs> Thanks, Nat. Yep. Oh, hey guys, Joel. Joel. Uh, I'm on my computer. I just saw there's a tweet from Nat Spigman. Looks like Clune pivoted again. Now they're a midstream oil company focused uh, focused on on buying reasonably priced uh, oil pipelines in Oklahoma. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel. 